What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? Yes, sir. Welcome in. It's What's the Spread. Miles on sports here. Mr. Brad Thomas, the boys are back to break down some college football. My friend, we are six Saturdays away from the first college football game of the season. Dude, how are we so close? Like, I was on the casino ship, uh, I mean, on the cruise ship in the casino last week, and I was like, man, I honestly can't wait till college football's here. Like, we're going to be betting on it. We're going to be going on trips to go see games in, like, another week that we talk about the games that we're looking forward to. It's just super exciting. It's hard, like, this part of the year to see, like, the SEC media days and know that we're, like, so close. Yet it just feels so far away. And some great storylines that you and I have already talked about. Uh, 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 Up to this point, we have broken down our uh, top 25, top 10, obviously. Our top 10 non-conference games we're looking forward to. Uh, Today, we're going to break down our top 10 conference games we're looking forward to. And then going into next week, we're going to start breaking down the conference previews. Uh, But let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, So, you know, obviously last week we broke down those non-conference games. Primarily September, there's a couple... Uh, sprinkled in October and November, but conference season is really the meat. Uh, mostly October and November games, it's where seasons are decided. So, what are we looking forward to this year? Let's go ahead and start with number ten. Lay it on me. Number ten, Utah at Oregon. A, a strong possibility that Utah is undefeated. It, it's a good story. Uh, you know, North versus South. It's not one that I'm like licking my chops about, but it's one where. He, you should definitely have this circled on your calendar. This is also an opportunity for an Oregon look-ahead game the week before. So if we have a look-ahead game the week before, Oregon stumbles, they're going to come more hungry to play Utah. So I just saw something pretty funny about this game, too, that made me a little bit more excited. Bo Nix was added to the Davey O'Brien watch list. I don't know in what world he's going to win the Davey O'Brien, but imagine giving Dan Lanning uh, a good quarterback uh, we should have a good battle between uh, Cam Rising and, and uh, Bo Nix here. Yeah, I think Bo Nix is 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 good for nine wins. Uh, we'll see how Cam Rising handles the expectations for this Utah team because there are uh, you know a, a lot of people picking Utah to make the playoff and for good reason. They have a really good team coming into this year, but how do they handle the expectations? Uh, I say that because I've got this game on my list as well. It's one of two Utah games that I have on my list because they're one of the teams I'm going to be looking out for. And if I'm looking yes. at the Pac-12. Uh, it's it's Utah, Oregon, and USC that I'm really looking at. Uh, this is a great late November game. It's a game. It's the Pac-12 championship rematch from last year. We got this game twice last year. U, uh, Utah wins both um, with the same strategy in the same game plan, which uh, Oregon just had no answer for him. But, um, you know, those, those are going to be the teams to look out for in the Pac-12. All right, my number 10 is another rematch. Uh, the Big 12 championship game rematch. I've got Oklahoma State at Baylor on October 1st. Uh, and, and, and kind of what you were saying as far as, you know, am I licking my chops for this game? Not too much. But looking at the Big 12, trying to see the teams that are going to make an impact, it's easy to see why Oklahoma State and Baylor could repeat their success from last year. And it's specifically because of the coaching. We know Oklahoma State has the consistency with Mike Gundy. Dave Aranda has shown that he can have consistency at Baylor. So it's very possible that these two could be the best defenses in the conference again. And that could set them up for success. Yeah, I, I actually so, don't have that game on my list, but that makes total sense. Um, you have two two programs who are in the absolute right prime spot. Another great finish, which should be coming ahead. I think the reason I didn't have them on my list was because 
I have uh, another Oklahoma State game that I'm really, really eager to, and I didn't want to, you know, just ab- abuse my list with Oklahoma State game. Yeah, it was uh, it was hard to pick between the Big 12 games, and you know, looking at the Big 12, this is our last season of seeing the Big 12 in its current form. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it looks like we're going to keep Oklahoma and Texas for a couple of years, which I'm actually very excited about. I'm excited to watch the new big 12 teams come in with Oklahoma and Texas still in the conference. It's going to be yep. a conference to look out for when you're adding Cincinnati, UCF, BYU and Houston. Um, so it was kind of hard to pick between what games uh, we're looking forward to, but uh, plenty to choose from. All right, I'll go ahead and go with my number nine. Whenever this game happens, it's one of my favorite games of the year in the Big Ten, but it is a crossover matchup. We have Michigan at Iowa. Very low on a lot of people's list, but this is very sneaky. I've got to, first of all, I've got to have a game, a big game at Kinnick Stadium on my list because it's one of my favorite stadiums in the country. Iowa fans always bring it for the big game. And this being October 1st, uh, one of the big, uh, one of the first uh, big matchups in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that one. And it was, it's a rematch of the big 10 championship. So uh should see good things from those programs this year. That's another one, not on my list, but when I was, you know, going through my list, I was like, there's gonna be, I'm going to have probably more sec games and you're gonna have more big 10 games I'm <laughs> right. my, with my number nine. And this is a game that I will be in attendance. And I think I have this higher on my list than people have on theirs. Clemson at wake forest. And for me, it's because it's redemption for Wake Forest. Wake Forest season was going so well. And then Clemson, they they traveled to Clemson and just got absolutely annihilated up front. Well, what Wake Forest really wanted to focus on this offseason was making that offensive line better. They put up 24 points last season, which some people might be like, what big whoop. They put up 24 points without protecting the quarterback. If they get just a little bit of protection, I don't think it's going to be the 24 blowout that we saw last year. We'll see what happens, but this is a good game for me to, you know, circle because it's another possibility of two undefeated teams and two teams who want to be serious contenders in the ACC. Yeah, this game was on my radar. Again, ACC is another conference, you know, kind of trying to comb through which games we're excited for. Clemson, we obviously have our eyes on. Wake Forest is a big one. Uh, Coming off the most successful season in school history, and they're returning a lot of pieces. So, you know, you can you can definitely see some repeat success there. And as you said, bulking up, strengthening the offensive line should be huge for them. Uh, I'll have my eye on that one as well. All right, go ahead and give me your number eight. My number eight, Big Ten, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Listen, Wisconsin lost a lot of players on defense this year. But one thing I wrote, Wisconsin's defense is always sound. We know, we know what Ohio State's going to bring to the table this year. Will Wisconsin have the answer for Ohio State? It has been eight straight years. Eight straight games, excuse me, since they have beat Ohio State. But this could be a Big Ten championship preview. And anytime you have a championship preview, I am licking my chops. I'll tell you, Wisconsin, poor Wisconsin with the scheduling. uh, We haven't gone to Camp Randall since, I think, 2016. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how they're coming to the shoe again, but here we go. And it's interesting that it's early September. This is usually about the time that we would play this crossover matchup. Not on my top 10, but obviously, you know, I had my eyes on that one. I, you know, I'll, I'll probably probably be at that game. It's going to be a big um, a big one. Wisconsin, you know, obviously coming in as favorites in the West, uh, as they do every year. So, should be a fun one. All right. Uh, my number eight. This is where I've got another Utah game. Uh, USC at Utah, October 15th. And the reason I have this on my top 10 is because this is going to be a very interesting test for Lincoln Riley and company. When... When USC has their big games, especially here, we're looking at October 15th, about mid, midway through the season, my eyes are going to be glued 
to the television screen when USC's got a big matchup because you just can't take your eyes away from what's going on right now. This is quite possibly the biggest storyline. And then you add to the fact that USC is coming to the Big Ten. This brand is back. So I'm excited uh, to be excited again for, for USC football. And it's a great test for Lincoln Riley, seeing as how Utah, uh, college football playoff picks, Pac-12 championship, defending. They get this game at home, hoping it's a night game. So definitely excited for this one. Dude, that is on my list. It's very high on my list. That could possibly be USC's birth, excuse me, first big test of the season. And yep. just the storylines you talked about already. But listen, we have Cam Rising versus Caleb Williams. We have two guys who could be legitimate Heisman hopefuls. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley versus Wingham. There's so many storylines that you can honestly talk about. I am going to be all over this game, watching it, pretending that nothing else matters. It's a great game, and it's number three on my list, actually, if I want to give it away. That's how excited I am about this game. And, you know, we can beat the dead horse about this, but I think both of us agree, and many agree, that Utah is a team that is going to be watched a lot. I don't know know if Utah is going to be the team that is necessarily going to have the odds to match for everything, but they're definitely going to have a lot of eyeballs. And so this could be a very, very important game for both squads. And again, it's another team who has a look-ahead spot the game before. Sometimes those look-ahead spots trip you up. You don't want to lose two in a row. A lot of expectations, and we've seen that it's been tricky to get through the Pac-12, like you said, because of those look-ahead games. There's a lot of yes. those in, in the Pac-12, and that's why they've had trouble getting teams into the playoff in, in previous years. So uh, we'll see how Utah handles those, those expectations. All right, what's next on your list? Number seven, I have North Carolina State uh, at Clemson. Rematch? Listen, this was a good game last season. This is a defensive, defensive battle with two quarterbacks who could, let's say DJU takes the DJE takes the leap to be the elite quarterback that his uh, high school rating is. Then you have Devin Leary on the other side of the ball. And both teams, if both quarterbacks play well, they're playing well against top 20 defenses. NC State has a huge Huge ceiling this year, returning something like 17 starters. They were a nine-win team last season. And then we have Clemson. We know what Clemson did. Clemson did it quietly last year because they lost the first game of the season to the best team in the country. Right. Man, this game has the potential to be blockbuster, uh, college game day. We just need both teams to come in unscathed and playing really good football. Yeah, and Clemson has been in our conversations because obviously, you know, it's it's easy to forget about that program. But I think we're going to know – really where Dabo is with this Clemson program after this game, especially yes. because we're looking at an October 1st game. So it's, it's early enough in the season where I think this is where we'll see where the Clemson program is at, because I think these are the two best teams possibly add Miami to that list with Forrest yep. there as well. But Clemson and NC state are my two top teams in the ACC going in. We'll again, talk about expectations. We'll see how NC state handles that. We know Clemson can do it and they get this game at home. So it- a lot on the line here. Yeah, I want to add one more thing, too. And, like, we talk about expectation a lot. And, you know, last year we were the the victims of expectation early on with North Carolina. But what I love about NC State this year is they return a lot of players just like North Carolina did, but they were winning. They had good defense. They had good quarterback play. They had everything that you already were set up with, just a couple blemishes on their their schedule last season. Building on that, they have a legitimate shot. They, you know, they take down a couple of the top dogs in the ACC – would maybe one loss, they, they could be a playoff team, which is huge to think about. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because the ACC is wide open. And because yeah. the ACC is wide open, any team is, is wide open for that playoff spot. Because if you go uh, 13-0 and 0 in the ACC, you're probably going to get a spot. You know, Wake Forest was setting themselves up for that last year yep. before they ended up losing a couple games. So the ACC, another conference to keep your eye on. Uh, my, my number seven, we already talked about it. It's Utah at Oregon. Excited for that one. Looking forward to a Pac-12 clash. I'll go right into my number six. This is where I've got Ohio State at Penn State on October 29th. This matchup does usually fall on Halloween weekend. It is not a whiteout this year, and I'm very disappointed by that. If it was a whiteout, it would be much higher on my list. Probably looking at a 3:30 game here, but possibly a big new kickoff uh, is is in the works as well. But listen, folks, it doesn't matter whether it's a whiteout or not, or Ohio State's at home. This is a great rivalry game. It's a great rivalry matchup. It's always uh, two very talented teams when when these two teams clash. And it's always a difficult test for Ohio State going into Happy Valley. So especially so late in the season, Ohio State could very well be undefeated. It's going to be a big test. Yeah, that is not on my list. And I think primarily not on my list because they Penn State didn't make it a whiteout game. Like that would have been electric. I think the whiteout game, it, it probably gives them two extra points on a handicapping scale, which I mean, let's say Ohio State rolls in there as a seven and a half, it maybe it depends what Penn State we see this year, but seven and a half uh, point favorite. I mean, you're already knocking two right there. All you need is one good hold, and, and, you, and anything can happen. Um, so I, I'm excited for that game. It's just you when you think about Ohio State, Penn State. I don't want to watch it at noon. Like I'm excited to watch it at noon, but yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not like oh my god, we got this prime time game between Ohio State, Penn State, wideout. It's going down. Um, for my number six, Red River rivalry. Oklahoma versus Texas. Now we have a kind of a switch in the two programs mentality wise. Like we know that Oklahoma is going to have a strong offense, but they're bringing in a defensive minded coach. Now we have Texas with an offensive minded coach is kind of like roles reversed. We could have Quinn Ewers versus Dylan Gabriel. We could have two really big, strong armed quarterbacks. And we have a Texas team who did very well in the transfer portal and an Oklahoma team who I was shocked. I was shocked, Miles. You see a lot of players that 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 uh, that left in the transport. They're actually returning a ton of starters. And this game's always good regardless of how many wins the other team has or how good the other team has. So six on my list. Uh, I'm excited to see if you have it on yours. I, I mean, if you follow the podcast, you know it's it, this is one of my favorite games of the year. There's no doubt. You know I've got it on there. Uh, it's, it's, it's my number four. I almost had it higher. <laughs> Uh, you know, we were talking about noon games or whatnot, but it's tradition to have Oklahoma yes. Texas at noon. I can't remember the last time we had bad weather for this game. It is always good. And I just pulled up the results. It, 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 this is about the brands and the story because there's always good storylines going into to this game, no matter the record. Last year, Oklahoma wins 55-48. The year before, Oklahoma wins 53-45 to in four overtimes. The year before that, Oklahoma beats Texas 34-27. It was a top 15 matchup that year. The year before that, 39-27. The year before that, Texas game-winning field goal 48-45. You get my drift. This is always a great game. It's always competitive, and it is definitely on my list. Always spicy. All right, top five. Uh, I'll go first because this is where I've got NC State at Clemson. It's high on my list, number five. Yes. Uh, I mean, looking at, you know, I, I, I was going back and forth between this one and I'm also I also have my eye on Miami at Clemson, but this one I think is going to well. First of all, it's going to set the tone for the ACC conference season, 
And I think it's also going to decide the conference because the winner of this is going to represent that division in the championship game. And I think the winner of this game will win the conference um, and, and possibly have a playoff spot. So again, it's such, it's, it's such a big game for Clemson to see yes. really where they're at. So what's your number five? My number five, this is my grab your popcorn game, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. And this is, you know, th- I don't think I was like super excited for this game <laughs> until the media day. And it's just a, a victim of timing, you know, like media day. We have Gundy talking about Oklahoma might be sharing s- secrets. Both teams are going to be locked and loaded with talent. Two very good quarterbacks, two good receiving cores. This is a game where it has the, like, I, I didn't do the look ahead line because I want to be very surprised about this game. I want to see what the line is set when game time comes because this could, this line can be set at anywhere all the way November 19th. Like you can realistically make a case depending on how each team's doing on who's the favorite and what the spread is. Yeah. This one was not on my list, but it easily could have been my number 10. It's bedlam. Uh, it easily could be a game or a uh, deciding game for the big 12 conference. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Oklahoma is this year. I'm still high on them, but, but obviously it's Venable's first year. A yeah. lot going on there. Always a great game. So good pick. All right, what's number four? Number four, Arkansas versus Texas A&M. Arlington, Texas. I tried so hard to go to this game last year. I, I I didn't even put it on my schedule this year because I feel like for some reason I could never get the free tickets, but whatever. This game is going to be amazing. Why? Because you, this is like when, this, when Arkansas played Texas A&M last year, Arkansas won. But this was like in the middle of Texas's like – rebrand you know texas had like a weird rebrand at the beginning of the season where they came in with this identity and then you know that didn't work and, and like they, they had to get better they in that and they obviously got better than knocking off alabama later in the season but listen kj jefferson didn't even have a monster game against texas a&m and they won by double digits and i think kj jefferson gets better this year and he and you know people talk about losing trail on burks like i don't care about him losing trail on burks because He's getting better, right? You don't have to rely on your safety net as much. In college football, good quarterbacks make wide receivers look better. And if K.J. Jefferson wants to be considered a good quarterback, he will make the rest of the players in that wide receiver room look better where they won't feel the grunt of birds. And then on the other side of the ball, Texas A&M, I think every game – uh, Texas A&M plays in the SEC will be a big game for them because if you buy your team, you're going to have to live up to it, man. You're going to have to put up wins, not close games, not good performances, wins. Uh, so that's why it's my number four. Sorry I went a little long in the tooth about that. No, this is a good pick. It's definitely one that I thought about. and it, it, It's very quietly one of the best games in the SEC every year. It's actually a very rare occurrence where they play neutral site games every year. So uh, yep. Usually, or typically, I don't like that, but this game always brings the fire. And, and, and as you said, it helps now that Arkansas is much more competitive. I do think KJ Jefferson takes a big step forward this year, and all eyes are on Texas A&M. There's no doubt about that. Every game that they play, every every time that that they're on TV, eyes are on them. So Jimbo's got to put it up. Uh, so you know, obviously, uh, plenty of storylines to look at there, and should be a good SEC game. All right, so my number four here, uh, as I said, Texas and Oklahoma. So I'll go into number three, and my number three is going to be Michigan State at Michigan on October 29th, actually the same day that we get Ohio State-Penn State. So what a weekend in the Big Ten. 
Michigan State in Michigan is one of my favorite games every single year. But if you remember the game from last year, it was possibly, objectively, the best regular season game in college football for a reason. Michigan State, Kenneth Walker obviously had a big game, but what a showcase that was for those two programs. It's always more fun when they're at the top of their game. It's a great rivalry, and it's a reason why it's very high on my list, uh, especially Michigan getting it at home this year. Uh, you know, if if you remember, we've had so many great moments in this rivalry, but the botched punt with yeah. Michigan State <laughs> winning, and it just it, this this rivalry has it all. We obviously got a great game last year, so I'm looking for the same thing this year. That's why I got it so high on my list. Nice. Not on my list, but it's definitely a great game. I remember last year, I can't remember if I was on vacation or I had to go to an appointment, but I started watching the game on television and it was, I was like, I'm not turning this off. And I like watched it on my phone traveling to wherever I was. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like you said, always a great game. My number three, we talked about already USC at Utah. Yep. Good pick. Listen, the, the, the road, the road runs through Utah for the PAC 12. Now yep. that is a statement that is real USC. They just because they load up a talent, load up with a new coach, doesn't mean they're already back. That is something you have to earn. My number two, Michigan at Ohio State. Listen, on my birthday, I wrote must watch television. There was an eight game winning streak Ohio State had hanging over Michigan's head, and Michigan came through with elite defense. And um, how will they replace? Like guys like Aiden Hutchinson, you know, how will Ohio State bounce back? They get this at home. There's so many what ifs, so many things that have me excited. And if you guys are following the podcast and follow me on Twitter and all that, you'll see that there's a couple of players in on both of these both of these teams that I'm really high on, and I'll be doing segments on 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 those players. It's just two totally different brands of football now that both. Are, are successful. Both work. This is a rivalry now where like, you know, I was always good, but now this is great. Yeah. It, it broke up the monotony of Ohio state always kicking Jim Harbaugh's behind. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why this is the most watched college football game every single year. And it just works. Uh, yes. Fox gets it. They always put it at noon and it works. I think about this game at least twice a day. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't stopped thinking about, the Ohio State-Michigan game from last year, of what I remember of it. Uh, now, I have done a couple of rewatches. I mean, listen, it was heartbreaking as an Ohio State fan. I shed a few tears, more than a few. Uh, but the fact that the game was late November, it was snowing, it was in Ann Arbor. I mean, you could not have asked for a more epic yeah. stage for that <laughs> game. And I'm telling you, coming back to that game this year, with, with Ohio State getting the home game, uh, revenge on the mind and Michigan is going to be much better than everyone's giving them credit for. Again, I talked about this in the preseason rankings. Uh, Michigan is going to be much better than people think they lost a lot of pieces on defense, but they're going to get better on offense. That's going to be the key for them. So yes, they may take a step back on defense, but if you can put up points, which I do think they will, I think watch out for Michigan this year. I think there's no reason why they can't repeat the success from last year. I think there's no reason why this game won't decide the East again, but this time Ohio State gets it at home. It's my, it, it is my number one game. So I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Of course, it's my number one. Yes. Game. Uh, it's Ohio State and Michigan. Very happy to see it. So how on your list. So I'll go ahead and complete my list before you get to your number one. My number two game almost had it. Number one, by the way, Texas A&M, Alabama, 
on October 8th. I mean, as just a objective college football fan, everyone's looking forward to this one, man. I mean, we have the biggest coaching beef that we've maybe ever seen, maybe uh, going back to the days of Woody and Bo at Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, Jimbo and Saban are just jabbing at each other. They're already in the ring. They're already putting up. It's it's fantastic. I love that we get it kind of early in the season here on on October 8th. So much happening here. Bama going for the revenge at home, losing that game to AM last year. AM, so many expectations. How quickly will that number best recruiting class make an impact? Woo! This one's gonna be big, man. I know this you're excited about it. Is my number one game. Listen, so I had games already scheduled that I put I was going to work in. And I, I was like, you know, you do one thing and you think about something else. Literally, I put my list and I submitted it. All these games I'm going to. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, wait, I'm not working October 8th. Oh, sh- crap. I'm working October 8th. I had never canceled something so bad. I'm sorry. I can't work. I will be at this game. Miles, listen, the beef stage was set like months ago. And then again, and then again, for freaking SEC Media Day. I'm crazy. so forward to this. Like, honestly, like, I'm excited for the players on the field, but can we just have, like, can we just have a constant microphone on Jimbo and Saban throughout the entire game? Like, I want to hear hot mics. I want to hear all kinds of stuff because to both of them, regardless of what they say, this is the most important game on their schedule because you do not talk trash. You do not call someone out unless you are prepared to battle it out brain versus brain. This might turn into one of our best rivalries in college football. And yes. it already has gotten that way. And, you know, it goes back to what we said last week where college football is about the storylines. You know, yes, we get excited for the players in the field. Obviously, there's something to that. But the stories, the rivalries, the beefs, I mean, there's so much going on here. It's going to be a hell of a season, man. But that's that's going to be a hell of a game. Dude, it's going to be so fun. Can't wait. Listen, dude, thanks for doing this, man. Um, you always get my juices flowing <laughs> talking football with you. There's nobody in this world that I like talking football with more than you. And I'm glad that we get to do it on the stage. Thanks, guys, for listening to What's the Spread podcast. Stay tuned because we're going to have our conference previews coming up. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Take care.